Chapter 6. Far From Home. It's the sound of Casper's obnoxious barking that finally snaps Fonte out of his sleeping coma and makes him jump to his feet with disoriented gracelessness. Looking around the sunlit room with frantic confusion, Fonte instinctively reaches to his waist, searching for his pistol. When he doesn't find it there, he immediately clenches his fist and gets ready to fight as he staggers drunkenly around the small room and tries to reorient himself. That's when he suddenly hears a familiar voice speak to him from behind. Whoa, 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 Romeo. Relax. Everything is okay, Miko says soothingly as she quickly sets down a tray of food she's holding and rushes to his side before he trips over his own feet. Still barking, Casper follows behind Miko as she zips across the room. Miko? Fonte says incredulously as he whirls around on his shoeless feet to face her with a look of befuddlement. Why is it daytime already? Did time skip forward again? With him steady on his feet now and starting to calm down a little, Miko starts guiding him back to the futon bed where he had been sleeping just moments before. Once there, Miko gently but firmly pushes Fonte down into a sitting position and speaks with the same consoling tone of voice. No, time didn't skip forward. Actually, time has been behaving pretty normally for the most part recently. Then what the hell is going on? Where are we? Fonte responds with confusion evident in his voice as his muddled vision begins to clear and he gets a somewhat clear look at his surroundings. The room, which looks to Fonte like the living room inside of a trailer home of some sort, is rectangular shaped and covers no more than 30 cubic square feet of space with the only visible door facing him from the north side of the room. The room is casually decorated with the normal trappings of a quaint domestic dwelling, and the warm aesthetic gives the room a subtle suburban veneer. To the south of the futon upon which he now sits, Fonte sees a kitchenette, which is small, but equipped with what appears at first glance to be a working sink, stove, and refrigerator, complete with a table and four chairs. Off in the southeast corner of the trailer, Fonte can see a hallway heading to the east that he assumes leads to other areas such as a lavatory and possibly other rooms used for living quarters. Briefly pausing her response as Fonte continues to get acclimated with his surroundings, Miko flashes a glaring scowl in Casper's direction. The expression is something a Siberian husky quickly comprehends as a warning and finds himself suddenly persuaded to stop barking on the spot. With the room quiet now, Miko turns her attention back to Fonte and continues speaking. As far as what's going on, as you can see, I was about to have some lunch, she says with a sardonic smile as she laughs out loud and goes on. I have no idea exactly where we are, though. After we crashed, I woke up here with a huge headache and been waiting on you to recover ever since. How long have I been out? Fonte inquires casually. Uh, roughly about three days, give or take a few hours. But don't feel bad. I've only been up on my feet for a day or so, long enough to meet some of the good Samaritans who saved us from the ravagers in the city. This solicits a look of surprise in the form of wide eyes and raised eyebrows as Fonte shakes his head in disbelief. Good Samaritans? You mean other people? As in normal people like us? He says incredulously as his vision starts to clear and the grogginess finally dissipates. Just before I passed out after the crash, I thought I saw some non-crazy people, but I figured I was hallucinating or something. Nope, no hallucination at all. Everyone you saw who wasn't trying to rip your throat out is 100% normal, just like us. They're the ones who brought us here. Wherever here is, that is. She responds with another smile. Wow, that's a plot twist I didn't see coming. Fonte says with genuine surprise. So at least we know we aren't the last humans alive on Earth now. But wait, what the hell are Ravagers? 
Miko is unable to stifle a giggle as the quizzical look of bemusement returns to Fonte's face. It's what the people around here call the crazies. I don't know why, though, she replies with casual indifference. Aw, isn't that a cute name? Fonte bristles with sarcasm. I like it. It has a better descriptive quality than saying the crazies. Miko replies with a smirling chuckle. With Fonte seated on the futon and apparently starting to regain his composure, Miko slips back to the front of the trailer, grabs her tray off the end table where she set it, and walks to the kitchen area where she sits at the table. Feeling his stomach rumble with hunger, Fonte decides to join her at their table, where he immediately snatches up one of the two ham and cheese sandwiches off the tray. Hey, that wasn't for you, Miko says in mock protest as Fonte rips his first bite out of the sandwich. That was for Casper. Fonte shrugs. He'll live, he says as he shoots Casper a quick smile. So how many people here have you met since you woke up? Miko swallows a bite of food and washes it down with a quick drink of apple juice as she responds. Not many. Just a nice lady named Margaret who was tending to us while we were unconscious and a couple of guys who saved us who were at the commissary hall. And you didn't ask any of them where we are? Fonte asks curiously as he shoves another bite of the sandwich into his mouth. Miko gives him a look of exasperated annoyance as she sets her sandwich down on the train and folds her arms across her chest. Of course I asked, but none of them volunteered any useful information about the place other than saying the community itself is called New Eden. New Eden? What kind of name is that? Miko shrugs impassively. I don't know. The people here in this community seem super religious, so maybe that has something to do with it. Community, huh? How many people are here exactly? Fonte asks. Breaking her gaze with Fonte, Miko uncrosses her arms and reaches out with her right hand to grab a few potato chips from her tray. I didn't exactly have time to get a head count, you know, she says with a tone of voice laced with annoyance as she pops the chips into her mouth and chews vigorously. Well, try to take a guess then, Fonte replies, despite her obvious irritation at being interrogated while she ate. Miko sits back in her chair as she grabs her sandwich and takes another bite as she contemplates his question with a look of impatience. Giving her a few moments to think, Fonte gets up from the table and walks back to the living room, nimbly dodging a coffee table in his path as he does so, and peers through the curtains of a small window on the north wall to get a good look at this community. It's really hard to say, since I didn't really go too far from this trailer while you were laid up like Sleeping Beauty, but if I had to make a guess, I'd say there's at least 50 people just based on the amount of traffic here in this trailer court, maybe more. Miko responds again as she feeds the ham and cheese sandwich into her mouth for another bite, followed by a quick sip of juice. Scanning the outside perimeter of the trailer with a sweeping glance from east to west, Fonte suddenly feels a slight wave of excitement as he looks around the trailer park area they were currently located in. Immediately, thoughts of his brother jump to his mind as he sees a young boy close to his age walking through the courtyard area in the center of the trailer park. Well, hopefully there's more, and who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and find my brother here somewhere among the refugees too. But after what happened downtown, I'm not going to get my hopes up, he says somberly as his gaze drops from the window to the floor of the trailer. Miko, of course, knows that he's referring to the disappearance of his mother, but says nothing as she takes another sip of juice. The revelation had devastated Fonte and had left him in such a shattered emotional state that he had foolishly risked both their lives on a suicidal rescue mission to save his dog from a massive flock of ravagers. The decision had nearly gotten them both killed, and if not for the good Samaritans, who miraculously came to their aid at the last moment, they would have not survived. 
Miko decides to let these last thoughts pass through her mind quickly and tries not to feel resentful about them as she turns to look at Fonte by the window. She can see the trauma of the emotional loss still evident on his face as he silently stares at his feet, and after a few moments of letting the awkward silence hang in the air, Miko simply says, So, where do we go from here? Snapping back from his deep, contemplative stare at the floor, Fonte moves away from the window and returns to the kitchen area of the trailer where he sits down at the table again. That's a good question. I guess we start by finding out where the hell New Eden is first, and then we find out if my brother is here. From there, we collect any useful information these people might have, and then we get the hell out of here and start trying to find a way to save the world, he says with conviction. What if we don't find your brother before we leave, though? Miko asks as she takes another bite of her sandwich and tosses the rest to Casper, who hungrily snatches it out of the air with greedy eagerness. Are you going to be able to put off looking for him while we go searching for a way to save the world? Fonte mulls the question over for a moment and then responds. If he's not here, and I don't expect to find him here, if I'm being honest, then yes, I will put off looking for him so we can focus on trying to figure out how to bring everyone back and fix all this, he says somberly. That has to be our main priority from here on out, I feel like. Suddenly, there's a knock at the trailer door before Miko can respond. The two companions give each other a quizzical look of perplexity as Miko jerks her chair back from the table, stands up, and proceeds to walk toward the front door of the trailer. When she opens the door, she sees a middle-aged woman with deep flowing hair, green eyes, and well-assembled facial features that give her a strong resemblance to the actress Nicole Kidman. Standing in full view, the woman of diminutive height offers a warm, cheerful smile to Miko as the door opens and reveals inside of the trailer. Fonte, being the nosy person he is, shifts his body in his seat at the table and cranes his neck over his shoulder so that he can see the guests through the doorway as well. Well, hello. Good afternoon, and God bless. My name is Rose, and I'm one of the head caretakers here at New Eden, she says with a jovial smile of warmth and care. Margaret, the nurse who tended to you while you were incapacitated, informed me that you have recovered from your injuries, so I wanted to stop by and check on you to see if there was anything that you and your friend needed at all. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. The people here have been very kind, so we don't really need anything at the moment. In fact, we just got finished with some lunch, and we were trying to figure out what we should do next, Miko replies politely. My name is Miko, by the way, and the big head buddy of mine you see sitting in the kitchen, that's Fonte, she says with a thumb cocked over her shoulder rolling his eyes as he stands up and walks over to stand behind Miko in the trailer doorway. Fonte gives another one of his trademark slack-jawed grins and offers a swift, friendly wave of greeting. Still smiling as she gives a quick cursory glance to Fonte, Rose simply waves back and returns her attention to Miko. Well, if you guys are feeling up to it, perhaps I could show you around to help you get acclimated with the community a little better. I'm sure you both have tons of questions, and I'd be happy to give you what answers I can if you like. Rose says cordially as she continues to beam warm cheer with her smile. It's an infectious smile that makes both Fonte and Miko smile in response without even knowing why. Miko and Fonte exchange a quick look of agreement as Fonte responds first. Sounds good to us because boy oh boy do I have some questions, he says with amusement as he begins looking around the trailer for his shoes. Quickly locating them by the futon in the living room, he walks over, slides his feet into the all-black Nikes, and then returns to the door. Let's roll.